This episode is sponsored in part by our friends at HID Extra. Go to HIDextra.com to view the best in HID and LED headlight conversion kits and accessories for your Jeep, off-road toy, or daily driver. Stay tuned to later in the show to find out how you can get 15% off your entire order at HIDextra.com. This show is also brought to you by us. That's right. You can now install an app on your phone and have the Jeep Talk Show episodes with you wherever you go. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and look for Jeep Talk Show. Don't forget to go into settings and select download the latest three episodes. That way, you'll have the show with you with or without cell service. Episode 278, April 27th, 2017. Is Jeep in trouble? We'll find out what the future may hold for the automaker and who doesn't love a feel-good Jeep story. Find out how one Jeeper got his girl to say, I do. Well, we're sparing you this week from any amount of Nikki G, but, well, we'll take your voicemails and answer your tech questions, so I guess it's kind of a wash. We'll get into more solutions to correct the speedometer in your Rubicon. We'll play some Amazon You Bought What, and we also announce the wrap-up of our Jamit giveaway. It's all on this week's Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, I just love those feel-good Jeep stories. And we got one here from a listener this week. He says, a teen couple was pulled over in Edmond, Oklahoma for not using a blinker while turning. Oh, and it just keeps getting better. Trust me. Lieutenant Chuck Linhart of the Edmond Police Department stepped out of his cruiser to question the driver of the vehicle, a student at Edmond North High School, who didn't have any form of identification with him. As such, Lieutenant then dragged him out of the car and beat him. No, I'm, I'm kidding. As such, Lieutenant asked him to step out of the vehicle, leaving the teen's girlfriend inside. It's one thing to be pulled over for not using a blinker. It's entirely another thing to be pulled over without any form of ID whatsoever. Luckily for the teen... The entire thing was staged and planned. When <laughs> Lieutenant and his partner joined the boy by the back of the vehicle, he asked him, are you ready for this? The teen said yes, and the officer then went to <clears throat> question his girlfriend. While he did so, the teen sneakily went and opened up the back of the Jeep and pulled out a bouquet of flowers. On the other side of the car, the dash camera capturing the officer informing the girl that since the boy had no ID, she would have to drive the Jeep from now on. He then directed her to walk to the driver's side, but before she did, she would run into her boyfriend, who was staged there on one knee. I think you guys can guess what happened from there. In just three days, it's gotten over 5,000 views on YouTube and is going completely viral on Facebook. If you guys like to see the video, we'll go ahead and post up a link for you in the show notes to this episode. All right, let's pull our heads out from the clouds and get serious and real for a little minute. Where is Jeep's future? Or should I say, who is Jeep's future? Jeep is kind of like a cursed car company. I know, it's hard to hear, and believe me, it's even harder to say. Has long since been a moneymaker, but has only ever been one a part of many of other doomed, failing, or otherwise desperate automakers. Throughout its history, Jeep has been passed around from one sorry company to another, like some drunk co-ed at a frat party. That usually ends up with Jeep propping the whole operation up before getting sold in desperation to repeat the whole thing over again. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Willie's to Kaiser. 
Kaiser to AMC, AMC to a very tumultuous Chrysler, and now we're the Italo-American bastard child of FCA. One analyst at Morgan Stanley asked current Fiat Chrysler boss Sergio Marchion earlier this week if Jeep could get spun off yet again. His answer? It's not going to sit too well with any of you. With no reservation, hesitation, or even any explanation, he uttered one word. Yes. Marchion was also asked whether the automaker's Jeep and Ram brands, either together or separately, could be spun off into a separate standalone company. Again came the one-word response. Yes. When asked if the two company family nameplates could survive separately or combined as an independent business, the CEO replied yes once more, without elaborating. This is sad. It's like Sergio is doing a fire sale here. Oh, it's all got to go. Everything must be sold. I just, I just can't get rid of it. And then his, you know, something like that anyways. I'm sort of elaborating. <laughs> but nobody would buy FCA as a whole. So now he's publicly opening up to the idea of selling things off like he's parting out an old trail rig. Now, it's possible that this would mean Jeep could become its own company held in the FCA empire, but it's also possible that if Jeep and Ram become their own thing, Chrysler and Dodge will be stuck out alone together. And Chrysler and Dodge together is about the most undesirable, least hopeful car company imaginable. Oh, yes, please bring back the K car, would you please, oh, oh. If Jeep and Ram split into their own thing, I don't think it's a stretch to imagine Chrysler and Dodge getting killed in a horrific, embarrassing death. Now, still, it's sorry to hear that Jeep has retained its profitable mercenary-like status and may be looking at a history bit of history repeating itself. Once again, I think I have a new slogan that might work out perfect for this situation. Jeep, always a shining jewel in a rusty crown. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who help us out by submitting stories for this week in Jeep. If you have something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. I don't know. I, I guess uh, Jeep can't stand on its own because since it's uh, such a nice jewel, it has to be added to whatever deal goes along so that it makes it worth buying. Uh, is, yeah, is I the think best that's I really kind of what it's been. And honestly, this sort of now puts a little bit of fuel behind the fire, a little bit of weight behind that story of whether or not Volkswagen was kind of going to be in on some of this. So that that merger that was never really going to happen to begin with was probably actually closer to talks of, hey, Volkswagen, do you want to buy Jeep? So can, <laughs> can you think of any, uh, Farfanugan, can you think of any companies out there that you would want to purchase Jeep, just the just the Jeep part that would be advantageous for Jeep and Jeep owners. Is there anything that comes to mind? Not really. Honestly, I do think that the best thing to come out of the situation would be for Jeep to be become its own standalone brand. Now, whether or not, you know, as far as manufacturing and production parts, all that sort of stuff can work, you know, seamlessly with with that kind of transition coming out of an FCA. Um, you know, partnership type of thing to a standalone and how all that's going to work as far as inventory and everything else goes. I mean, trust me, this is going to be a very sticky situation, regardless if it goes anywhere at all. Now, if things stay the same, well, it's going to be pretty much status quo. But if things do change one way or the other, man, it's going to be very, very interesting what happens. So I guess we're, we're facing this because of the, down, uh, the downward spiral, the sales that were so good until they were ma made to count correctly. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, really, actually, the, the biggest part of this, even though Jeep sales have sort of become a little bit lackluster, they have, do have some, some high points. We've talked about Jeep sales numbers you know, pretty regularly over the last several years, quarterly, uh, and they're not horrible. Yeah, there's, there's some vehicles that are you know, down in sales and definitely down in figures. Some of those are, you know, like being, you know, uh, kind of staged out of the out of the model lineup. And, 
and others just are poor performers, like pretty much Fiat's entire line. And that's really the big sucker right here is Fiat is underperforming, plain and simple. And and even though Jeep has had some you know little red marks in their book here and there, ultimately they're still a profitable automaker. FCA, on the other hand, not so much. Well, I, I you know I don't mean to beat FCA, but kind of uh, it kind of makes sense with some of the um, pardon me Euro trash type styling that they come out with. It's 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 not a Jeep, you know. Um, and and I think I've coined the the term, and it's not a new term. It's a uh, a spinoff on the Rhino, uh, Gino, <laughs> Jeep oh, and name sake. only. So, oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, there's right. several. Uh, yeah, you thought you were thinking dirty. How dare you? Uh, so the the Gino, uh, you know these these new Jeeps that FCA has come out with, which, which seem to uh, be very popular with the kids, you know, with the the millennials and stuff. But uh, I'm not buying one. It's not a Jeep to me. Um, you know, I, I'm still if it doesn't have a solid front axle. It's not a Jeep. Sorry. This, this is the way I think. So, Well, Nikki G's in the chat room, and he says maybe Caterpillar should buy Jeep. Nikki G, where's our call-in? Oh, you didn't give us a call-in. Yeah, Caterpillar. Yeah, he said Cater- he got busy and forgot. Caterpillar would be nice. That would be or, uh, actually not a half bad idea, really. I mean, they, they don't really go well together, but it would, oh, it would be. Oh, I think I a mean, nice set of tracks on, on oh, a Jeep. <laughs> And yellow, you know. We're gonna take these parts from a D forty, and we're gonna put it on this Cherokee. <laughs> diesel? Sure, we got a diesel. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. <laughs> You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. Well, we're gonna roll into the fourth in our series of YJ segments. Uh, YJ, that's young Jeep. I think is what they were going for, uh, before they, uh, they did the XJ, the TJ and the just kidding. So let's get over to, uh, excuse me, <laughs> let's get over to <laughs> just kidding in uniform. I guess is the one you have, uh, Tammy. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to slide right by her, Josh. <laughs> She was looking at the chat room. I figured I could get it by her. So anyway, let's get over to Wrangler Extreme uh, with Nate and his YJ uh, segment, Drivetrain Issues. And, and you know what? This isn't a very long segment. I think he was being overly optimistic. Hey guys, this is Nate from SWBCrawler.com with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I'm continuing my uh, YJ series with a continuation of the issues segment that I started last week. So last time I talked about rust, this time I'm going to finish up talking about drivetrain. The 4.0, and I'm not sure about maybe with the 4.2 as well, uh, one of the things you'll notice in a failing 4.0 is blow-by. So if you pull out the air filter, you'll actually see oil in the air filter, and that'll, that'll give you a Pretty good, pretty good indication that this engine probably needs rings. Uh, the rear main seal, I don't think I've seen a 4.0 that doesn't have some leakage from the rear main seal, at least nothing that's not brand new. Uh, so cry, crawl underneath and check. If you see oil on the rearmost section of the oil pan, there's probably a rear main seal leak. Uh, the AX15 was really common to have synchronizer problems, and this was mainly because people were putting the wrong oil in them. There's a synthetic blend you can get right from Chrysler, um, and there's also a lot of people were just putting GL5 in there. GL5 ate up the synchros, and that was a really bad thing. Uh, And then, of course, there's in the front axle, the Dana 30 had a vacuum disconnect on the passenger side. These things are prone to failure. Any sort of a vacuum leak and the vacuum disconnect won't work. If crud gets into the vacuum disconnect, it won't work. Uh, on my YJ, what happened was water got in there and it froze in the winter. So in the middle oh, of winter, I couldn't God. use four-wheel drive because the dang 
thing was seized up. <laughs> All right, so there's some common things to check out on, on any YJ you're thinking about buying, or if you know someone that's got one and you're trying to help them through some issues, um, there you go. Now you know what to look for. So uh, if you want to chat more about common YJ issues, believe me, I've seen plenty of them. Uh, look me up on the uh, Jeep Talk forums. Thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, TPT Pat just mentioned in the uh, chat room that a uh, bad PVC uh, could also put oil in the oil filter. So that's something to check before you start rebuilding the engine. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> I forgot Good about advice. that. Good advice. <laughs> so, you know, that uh, that uh, vacuum disconnect, uh, I, I assume it's the same for the YJ. I know with the XJ, they had the similar years, had the similar uh, design, and they made... Same uh, axle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was figuring. But I, I put it out there as a disclaimer, just in case I'm wrong. Uh, but anyway, there was a, a, a cable uh, option that you could put in there that was like next to nothing uh, yeah. to do. And that's, you know, just other than running the cable and keeping it uh, clear, uh, a nice clear path, it was a wonderful option compared to the vacuum uh, setting that came from uh, from Jeep. And uh, Josh, help me out here. Was it, weren't you able just to take a later uh, year Dana 30 axle shaft and slide it in there and just do away with the disconnect altogether? Pretty much, yeah. You, you do still have to block off that plate, though. Yeah, um, I mean, the kits. I mean, you can get the kit, uh, everything you need. I mean, Four Wheel Parts has the the you know the Cadillac version of the kit for 135 bucks, or you can go to Jags and get it for 53. So your choice. Well, I mean, even at 130 bucks, that's that's cheap for for Jeep. <laughs> anything anything that's Jeep related, that's. Cheap. I mean, heck, for for about that same price, you could probably go to a junkyard, get a high pinion Dana 30, and just do a direct full-on swap was there any difference in the spline counts between the uh, the two i mean if it was a i low don't opinion, believe so yeah, I, i'm pretty sure it's still the 27 spline uh you know dana 30 so it's it's been pretty much the same with the exception of that vacuum disconnect all the way through cool well uh nate whoever your name is uh thanks a lot for that great <laughs> wrangler segment <laughs> you're listening to a four by four radio network podcast well, you most certainly are, you lucky individual you. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one member, one proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. All you have to do to see well, everybody else, the whole roster, if you will, go to 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 Podcast, the Center Steer Podcast, and the Trail Chasers Podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all your off-road audio needs. I was listening to uh, Dan's most recent uh, uh, the 4x4 uh, podcast, and he was pissing and moaning about his rear Dana 44 eating itself alive and how he added up the all the parts he was going to have to have to, to fix it. And he walked in the house and put it on Craigslist. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't, ultimately, I don't think he's going to be selling it, but go over there and listen to, and I'm sorry, I don't have the episode number handy, but go over there and listen to the most recent episode of uh, the 4x4 podcast. And you will, if you have a Jeep and it has uh, crapped out on you, you will feel Dan's pain and know exactly where he's coming from. Well, now there's even more Jeep Talk Show to love. It's called the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Tammy and I take your calls live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time, not 9 as it's been told several times here on the show. Yet Tuesday. <laughs> Did I say Thursday? Yes. See, I was focusing. <laughs> I wanted to get the 8 p.m. correct. Right. <laughs> perfect. Oh, perfect. mark that. Mark that for the outtakes. You know, I mean, for future episodes, episode 300. Don't we'll ever have correct that. him on the air. Oh, we're doing. <laughs> I don't have that one. 
Oh, well, anyway, so, uh, yeah, you can listen to the, uh, <laughs> you can call in while listening to the Jeep Talk Show live. Join us every Thursday or Tuesday, no, only Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time at thejeeptalkshow.com. Don't forget to download this extra content each week or subscribe and never miss an episode. And hey, speaking of latest episodes, be sure to check out the latest episode of the Jeep Talk Holland Show, uh, episode number 35, where Tony and Tammy interviewed Dan Greck in Africa during his multi-year overlanding adventure. I was reading on your blog about, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but running into these checkpoints and you talked about bribes and stuff. There's no, there's no bribes there. How dare you? <laughs> no, but I'm like, to me, that would be my biggest fear yeah. coming upon these checkpoints. And you know, it's really amazing. You, you, I think we have this vision in our minds, maybe from the movies or whatever, of you know, really big guys with guns, and they're going to point them at you, or they're going to hit you with them, or whatever. That's totally 100% the opposite of reality. The reality is, you know, you roll up, and these guys have a log across the road, or a rope, or a chain, or something. And they just walk over and say, hey, how are you? And you say, hey, and you shake hands. And they say, are you a tourist? And you say, yep. And they're like, oh, okay. And either they wave you straight through or they say, can I see your paperwork, you know, passport? Or, you know, sometimes they say something like, oh, did you bring something for me? And I always straight away say back, I'm like, oh, what have you got for me? I'm a tourist, you know, give me something. (laughs) And then they start laughing and then we have a bit of banter and. Hey, it stopped. (laughs) Uh, but yeah. you guys don't have to stop. You can hear the entire interview by going to your Jeep Talk show call or your Jeep Talk app and pressing play for episode 35 of the Jeep Talk call show. That easy. Hey, you guys are on Facebook, right? Sure, everybody is. Well, you have until the end of the month to post a Facebook Live video telling Tony, Tammy, and myself why you must have. Can't live without a jammock for your Jeep. And you'll be entered to win one of these hammocks for your Jeep. It's that easy. We gave, a one away, we gave away one in March, and we're doing it again in April. Well, for April at least, at least for another few days. So once again, if you want a chance to win a jammock of your very own, all you got to do is get that Facebook Live video out there and be sure to put in at Jeep Talk Show in the comments of your video so that we'll see it. If you don't, well, we won't. And don't forget to like the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So I just recently mentioned I bought some purple valve stem caps. Um, Luckily, I do not have to... um, install them and I'm not going to trade them out for my black plastic ones. One of our listeners and blog followers emailed me with some very important information. And because of this, I will not be replacing black for purple. So Mike from New Jersey writes, hi, Tammy, heard you mention the new cheap purple caps and I cringed. I think those cheap valve cap tire valve caps are bad. I put them on my four wheeler and the dissimilar metals, brass stem with aluminum cheap cap, basically welded themselves together, electrolysis or galvanization. Of course, I noticed when I needed to add air, I had to dremel them off. I will always go with the cheap plastic caps on all my vehicles. Maybe you can use never seize, etc., but I won't chance it. And then he went on to respond to my email of thanks and appreciation It's not just a Jeep thing, by the way. The worst ones were on my Subaru, maybe because of all the salt in the Northeast. 
Luckily, I was able to carefully dremel them off without damaging the TPMS valve stems. Oh, Good luck and great podcast. Wow. Mike from Hudson Valley, New York. Mike Holy from Hudson family. Valley, New York, thank you so much for the great information. You probably saved me from a big headache down the road. So I'm not going to be adding any purple to my tires. Hey, folks, anything you'd like to add, I'd love to hear from you. And there are so many ways you can do that. You can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Use the subject line Wrangler Top Talk. You can leave me a voicemail on our Jeep Talk Show website. Or you can go over to our mobile-friendly jeeptalkform.com. It's our new form we created just for you. And it's not your typical form. We don't yell at you for asking silly questions. We don't tell you to go to Google to do your search. And you can find out more about all the stories we all talk about here on the Jeep Talk Show. That's at jeeptalkforum.com. Hope to see you there. You know, I didn't even think about the uh, the TPS reports, Josh. That would be uh, really bad if you uh, damaged in one of those. Triplicate <laughs> in triplicate. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you. No, that's what is office, it? T- office T- space. TPM, is that what you said, Tammy? TPMS, yeah. right? Uh, tire, tire pressure, pressure monitoring system, yeah. yeah. That's um, the, um, the computerized. Yeah. That's that $25 yeah. to $100 item that's actually inside the uh, the wheel that measures the, the tire pressure and reports back. You know, if you've got a fancy Jeep uh, with heated seats and leather interior <laughs> and yes. special No buttons. leather cloth seats for me. <laughs> But no, Mike. Mike was was what he was talking about. There is is very accurate. It's it's a galling of the two different kinds of metals between very very cheap anodized aluminum um, that that isn't held to the same kind of you know construction standards and machining standards as the valve stems themselves. Um, and you get things like temperature variances and and you know road grime and and moisture and and everything else that can seep up in between threads and whatnot. And yeah, just between the dissimilar metals and whatnot, you get a little bit of galvanization and it's almost like welding those things on. Yeah, they just, they basically, the two metals start to bind, essentially. It's a chemical reaction. You know, uh, it must be something about the uh, the Northeast or places where they use a lot of salt because uh, uh, I think it's, um, well, pretty much everybody down here, whenever they put on a set of uh, nice wheels, they'll put uh, slap those um, uh, fancy uh, caps on the end. I don't think they're actual metal. I have to check it. Maybe maybe they are a metal. Uh, you know, well, aluminum is a metal. So well, I'd have to, have to check the- and see what it is. But I have never had a situation like that where it's it's stuck on. Back in the day, they used to be called chromies. Yeah, and and they were they were made out of steel. There was chrome plated steel. Um, of course, over the years, as you know, China says, "Oh, we can make those for a half a cent a piece." Mm-hmm. Um, and now we see them in this, you know, this cheap aluminum and and other materials and whatnot. But yeah, ultimately, plastic is the way to go. I mean, it's super easy to replace. You know, they're a dime a dozen, almost literally. Uh, and there's no chance of screwing up your your TPMS monitors. Your your those because those valve stems are a part of that of that system. You have a wireless device that is on the inside of the wheel that's attached to that valve stem. It's all right. one unit. And uh, if you screw up that valve stem, and the Schrader valve is one thing that that can be replaced, but the valve stem itself that's a whole other story. You screw up those threads, you're done. Yeah. So I uh, would imagine Supercroc suggested I spray paint my plastic ones purple. <laughs> Uh, I was hey. I was thinking that uh, I don't know if paint? Yeah. I don't know if the um, etching primer would work on plastic if or maybe it would just eat it away. But you could uh, probably spray some etching uh, primer on there and then uh, do it on a test one to see what it would do, and then uh, spray it purple and it would probably uh, adhere to it pretty well. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really need the purple that bad, but it's a it's a thought. No, um, I will say that those um I ordered those on Amazon and it, it, it took like forever to get here and I realized why yeah. when I got them because the return address was in a written in a language I didn't understand yeah. all those fancy characters and stuff. China, China. right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet it wasn't Germany. Um nope. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, I think I've mentioned this to you before, Tammy. Uh, I bet you you could find some Plasticoat in purple, and you can just paint the whole wheel purple. Oh, yeah. That would be just disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. There is a limit. Folks, we have you. found I'm, I'm, the she limit. Recognizes, <laughs> she recognizes there's a line in the sand. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it still would be cool. And the nice thing is you could uh, do some pictures. And peel then, it uh, right peel, off. Yeah, and then peel it right off. Uh, that'd be funny. You could be there, uh, standing out there with your purple wig on. That'd be great. Uh, great images to, to share. All right. Well, let's get over to some uh, reviews. Yeah, we've got uh, several of them uh, this week. I've uh, got them from all over the place as well. If you guys would like to leave us a review, well, you can do that any number of ways. Well, pretty much anywhere you can find us, you can find a way to leave us a review, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere, even on Facebook. And Tony, we've got one from Facebook this week. Yep, Rob uh, Goventure. So uh, Rob says the uh, JTSIS, GTCIS, Jeep Talk Show, uh, call-in show, uh, episode 35. Dan Gregg, currently overlanding in Africa show was by far, by far the best show I've listened to in a long time. Well, thanks. I mean, thanks. <laughs> not, that, not that your other shows uh, sucked, but listening to, to a show about uh, living the life of Jeep was the... Uh, uh, fullest to the fullest to the fullest was uh, pretty damn awesome. I got to get closer to the screen. Uh, thanks and keep up the great work. So, uh, happy to butcher that for you guys. But anyway, he's <laughs> basically saying that uh, he really enjoyed the, the, uh, the episode that we, Tammy and I did, and you should go over there and listen to episode 35 of JTCIS on the same stream as the Jeep talk show. So it's, uh, it's really easy to find folks. And we got uh, somebody that emailed in a similar response. Actually, that 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 show is going viral, guys. You're getting a lot of buzz about that about that show. So, if, uh, folks, if you haven't downloaded that yet, you might want to get over there now and do so. Uh, Tammy and Tony, I love the interview with Dan Greck. Fantastic. Two questions. Tammy, when are you going to be in Moab? I'll be there in May. And the other is a JKU question. I don't know that I'll be doing a lot of crazy off-roading, maybe some trips in the Jersey Pine Barrens, but you never know. I'll be getting my first JKU either at the end of the year or next year, what is the better way to go, automatic or six-speed manual? Keep up the great work. I'm the host of the Motorcycle Men podcast, and I interview a lot of motorcycle riders who make long-distance trips, such as Dan. So that really interested me a lot. A lot of the people, all of the people I have interviewed, all said the same thing about the people who you would meet. You meet the nicest people in a motorcycle and in a Jeep. Right on. Go Jeep or go home, Ted. Amy, did you have a, a, an idea there for the automatic or a standard? Um, well, I know we discussed it on episode 20 of the Jeep Talk Colin show. Um, that was our featured question. Um, you can go check it out. There were lots of opinions that were called in. And personally, I would go for the automatic. Just if you're going to be doing any sort of... I would have to agree with, with Tammy yeah. on there. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. I, right. I like the automatics myself. And uh, just now it's a little bit easier. I like that the uh, standard's a lot easier to work on. And a lot Ooh, less prone that, to failure. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's fine if you got the money to get the, the 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 automatic transmission fixed. It is very nice, especially in uh, stop and go traffic. 
So, Tony and Josh, um, before we move on, I have a little surprise for you. Ooh, I know how I you like guys surprises. love. Yeah, I know how you love good reviews. And Josh mentioned earlier all the different ways we can get them, but there's one more way we can still get them, um, and it's via my blog. And I got one, and I wanted to share with you guys. Sonny from Philly wrote me today. Um, he contacted me via my blog, and which is jeepmama.com. Anyway, he says, hi, I think you guys have a great show. It's funny. My wife reminds me of you <laughs> because she is so into the Wrangler now. Initially, when I told her I wanted one, she thought it was a waste of money. So I Ubered to pay for it. Oh, wow. Now she loves it. Not off-road people, but beach jeepers. And Brigantine, New Jersey is the only place I know where you can drive on the beach. We are in Philly. And I just wanted to say hi. Anyway, for your topless songs, you may not like country, but you have to hear Trailer Choir, Ice Cold Summer, which actually is a pretty cool song. It even mentions Wrangler in the lyrics. Anyways, hope to talk to you guys in the forum. Tony is funny, and Josh knows stuff, man. <laughs> you guys are so down to earth, and I think that makes the show so, show, so enjoyable. Thanks, Sonny and Philly. And I'd also well, like you, to give a, a big shout out to Carlos in El Salvador. We love our listeners in El Salvador. See, si. so uh, I just thought I'd mention here real quick. Sonny from uh, Philadelphia has been uh, uh, having problems getting on to the Jeep Talk forum. Uh, he's been emailing the uh, the webmaster, which which is what I'm seeing. I see those emails. And Sonny, look for your email that verifies your account. You know, whenever you go to sign up, the the, the system sends you out a an email. It has a link in there. You click on that link, and then it verifies you, and then you have full access to the site. So uh, I, he he and I have been going back and forth in emails, and he basically uh, sent one today saying, uh, "Please help me out, man. I love you guys." And I said, "Well, we love you too." And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> but you got to get the email. You got to click on it, but we'll get you on there. Just uh, don't give up, man. We appreciate you uh, uh, continuing to try to get on. It's, it's real simple. Uh, if, if you put the wrong email address in when you registered, you can change that to a good email address. Then you should be able to get that uh, verification email and uh, click the link and then you'll be in, uh, what is it? In like Flynn. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever we have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Speedos and Gears, the non-swimsuit edition. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, every, every, everybody's wiping their brow for that one. <laughs> Whew, dodge the bullet. Well, the absolute best performance modification you can make to your 4x4 is to match the axle gears to the tire size. Regardless if it's Jeep, truck, you name it. it really, the gears give the engine the leverage it needs to compensate for the larger aftermarket tires. Now, we've had a listener write into the show several weeks back asking us for advice as to how to correct the speedometer in his 2003 TJ. When I gave my response, I missed the fact that his Jeep was a Rubicon, and my advice was tailored to the non-Rubicon models. The 03-06 TJ Rubicon has a, the NV241OR transfer case. This transfer case features an electronic speedometer sensor and tone ring. Most other TJ Wrangler models feature a mechanical speedometer gear, so... Correcting the speedometer is only a matter of installing a new small plastic gear that runs anywhere from about 25 to 40 bucks. And that was pretty much the advice I gave out. Well, we corrected it, and we got the right information out there for everybody following for everybody in the following week. The speedometer in the Rubicons requires electronic calibration. Uh, some people have had good luck taking their Jeeps to the dealerships to have the speedometer reflashed. Other people claim their speedometer is still not accurate after the dealer reprogramming. 
And in the case of our listener who wrote in, his dealer told him they weren't even equipped to do the procedure. Well, wow. in my research over the weeks, I stumbled across another solution for the same problem that works on a multitude of Jeeps. Blue Monkey Motorsports offers the Speedo Healer for the 98 to 2006 Jeep Wrangler TJ, 2004 to 2006 LJ Wrangler Unlimited, and even the 98 to 2001 Cherokee XJs. The Speedo Healer is a plug-and-play speedometer programmer that features factory OEM connectors for a watertight resistance. You see the ability to set up your Jeep for any tire diameter and axle gear ratio combination simply by adjusting the numbers on the easy-to-use interface. It's only 160 bucks, and this ain't some Chinese company, guys. They're based right here in the USA out of Hayden, Ohio, or Idaho, rather. Check them out at BlueMonkeyMotorsports.com, and let us know if you guys are running one of these. I'd really like to know how it's working out for you, how long you've had it, et cetera, et cetera. Just give us a call at our, our, our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102, or you can even hop over to our website, use the SpeakPipe feature, or if uh, speaking on the phone isn't quite your thing, drop us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, Josh, that's a great find. I didn't realize that they made those little uh, adapters. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I would like to mention this, though. The the Speedo uh, gear and that little unit that goes into the uh, transfer case, the MP242 or 231 or uh, mm -hmm. MOUSC or whatever it is it is mechanical but it is still an electronic connection to the ECM to the computer so I, I, Josh I don't know you you've seen the older cars maybe you even had one where it actually had a cable that oh, spun yeah. all the oh, way yeah. from <laughs> from the transmission to the back you of the betcha. <laughs> the back I, of my the old yeah my old Toyota pickup had one of those and and it, only during the winters it would squeak yeah and so I'd, I'd have, have to, to squeak on my dash. And, I forgot yeah, about that. You'd have to squirt, squirt some graphite in there and uh, lube it up. So, uh, yeah, so this is a, it's kind of a pseudo uh, mechanical electronic deal. But I guess uh, the, the, the uh, what was it, 241 OR is, mm -hmm. uh, is truly an electronic one. So, um, although it may be the same thing, just uh, slightly different. But, uh, yeah, it reminds me, uh, my 1983 Chevrolet pickup, uh, I went to the back of a magazine to find a place where I could correct my speedometer. And I, I had to drive down a long stretch of road at 60 miles an hour that had mile markers and time oh. it. And, <laughs> and I had my little digital watch that I was using to time it. There was no smartphones back in 1983, 84. So I was timing the, the, the distance. And I think I went like 10 miles uh, to get a most, the most accurate representation possible. Uh, sent them the time that I had collected and they made this little device that had gears and stuff in it that literally you unhooked from the transmission or the transfer case or forget at the time on the, on the Chevrolet truck what it was and you screwed the, it into this mechanical device and screwed this mechanical device into the transmission. And oh it, wow! And it did the re-gearing. Huh. Yeah it did the re-gearing. I have never in my life heard of something like that. That is that's amazing really. And it was about uh, probably four or five inches long made out of plastic. It was the the cheapest piece of crap that you've ever seen. Oh, I can only imagine, yeah. And if I had taken that thing to the off-road to the wrong place, <laughs> it would have been trashed. But it worked great. I mean, it, it literally, with the 36-inch tires I had on there, you can well imagine that it, it really 
uh, change the speedometer uh, oh, values. Yeah. The so it was really nice being able to see that. I think I think cost me like twenty or thirty bucks, but it was like handmade. I'm sure they just had to drop the proper gears in there, but but yeah. still, it was really cool. So that's uh, that's what gosh, forty years ago or something. So that was the technology back then. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing it works. But, it, you know, it's simple stuff like that, and I'm sure that's what they're doing with that electronic $160 uh, job, too. They're just uh, changing the, the counts of the clicks and uh, sending them uh, the proper clicks to the uh, the, the computer, uh, electronic yeah. clicks, that is. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with the tech, big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys you need to give me a beer. Hey, factory-installed lighting isn't always sufficient depending on the type of driving you do, especially if those original bulbs are old or have lost their brilliance. So upgrading additional, upgrading or adding additional lighting to your vehicle can make a huge difference in both safety and visibility when driving on or off-road. And who doesn't want a little added assurance when your loved ones or you are behind the wheel? Well, we've got your one-stop shop for all your lighting needs. Head over to HIDextra.com to view the very best in HID and brand new LED headlight conversion kits for your Jeep and a wide variety of other vehicles too. Each of HID Extra's kits comes with two bulbs, two ballasts, and all the necessary wiring you'll need for a complete, hassle-free, plug-and-play installation. Oh, I'm sorry, is superior lighting and painless installation not enough for you? Well, we're going to hook you guys up even more. Right now, use code JTS15 to get 15% off your lighting order today. But don't wait, this code is only good until September 2017. After that, you'll be left in the dark. So for the biggest and best selection of headlight and auxiliary lighting upgrades, head to HIDextra.com today. And don't forget about the discount code JTS15 for 15% off your order. So I don't know if you guys uh, have upgraded your headlights or not, or maybe you're still uh, flopping around in the dark uh, with the uh, the stock uh, Jeep headlights, especially on an XJ. They're horrible. And I bet you they, okay. I know the TJ was horrible too when we got it. Uh, I recently had to drive the TJ to work because I was having uh, the overheating issues uh, with my XJ. Now, my mm -hmm. XJ, I've upgraded the headlights. I have some LEDs that uh, will probably get me landed in jail if I drive through the wrong uh, county here in Texas. Uh, <laughs> so I have nice bright lights when I'm driving uh, to work at, uh, during the early uh, dark morning hours. But that TJ, oh, my gosh. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was unsafe, but it was just literally night and day. So if you haven't considered uh, or seriously considered getting some brighter headlights, check these people out and get you some. You will be amazed at how much easier it is to drive whenever there's no surprises coming up in front of you. <laughs> so, you know, spend some time. It's really easy to do and it makes such a it makes driving so much nicer, at least for the driver, not so much for the people around you. <laughs> Hey, folks, we love hearing from all of you, so be sure to call our voicemail line and leave us a message. That number is 530-675-4102, or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message by clicking on the Leave Voicemail button. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Greetings in randomifications, XJ Talk. So, you guys are talking about, well, 
Josh was talking about trail spares of radiator hoses and using your old one. Well, I mean, I guess in a pinch, that's a good idea. But what I was thinking is, I know they sell those quote-unquote universal radiator hoses that they use for tuner cars and and your high-performance cars that don't have the custom ones. And I'm thinking that might be another good one to to stick in your trail spares. I mean, with that, if nothing else, if someone else on a similar vehicle has a burst, you can also use that as well as the fact that it's a little easier sometimes to get those into tighter places. Now, the other question I have is, has anyone ever heard of a fuel pump being bad even though it shows normal operating um, pressure on the fuel line, but then maybe going out later? Or... On the other hand, having a clogged up fuel rail, a reason for not starting. All right, you guys have a great night. Bye. That's a difficult one to answer. I would think that if you have the proper pressure, I would look at everything else uh, before the the fuel pump. And, uh, you know, I, I would assume you're checking the pressure at the fuel rail, so that should show an operating pressure. That was my biggest question, too, was where that rating was, was being checked at. If that was at the fuel rail, um, then, you know, that's not a sign of a faulty pump. I mean, if you are, if you have that, what is it supposed to be? I think it's uh, 50 PSI oh, it's, or yeah, 49 PSI plus or minus five, I think, or something like that. And it's supposed to hold um, that for, for a while, too. If it drops, right. drops quickly, then you could have a, a fuel pressure regulator issue. So, you know, it... it I think at this point he might be looking at having to check his injectors um, and, and making sure that those that those are firing. Could have some uh, debris I, in there too. What's that? Could have some debris in there too. Well, that's what I was. Uh, what well, kind of where I was getting at is is going you know trying to determine whether or not those um, uh, those those injectors are are a firing and b passing you know passing fuel through. Uh, so, you know, if you're, if your number one cylinder's dry, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to have some starting issues. Um, but you know, I, I always say verify fuel, verify spark. If you, if you've got both, then you've seriously got some other issues going on. But you know, if you don't have fuel, you know, then you're, and you do have spark, just make sure you, you know, verify everything. Uh, if you've got it all, then start looking elsewhere. Yeah. If you're putting your thumb over the end of the uh, fuel line and turning it over and feeling, oh, that feels like enough pressure buy a gauge. Put it on the fuel rail. Uh, test the, the pressure there. That's, uh, um, you know, that the, the, the fly by the seat of your pants will get you through a lot of things, especially when you're on the trail. But uh, if you're sitting at home doing it, buy a gauge, put it on there, and check and make sure the pressure is correct. Well, a lot of parts stores also will allow you to rent a gauge. Um, you just put down a small deposit, which is refundable fully when you return the, return the tool. So, you know, it's, you know, 20, 25 bucks you put down on your card or whatever, and you take a tool home. Bring it back later that afternoon or the next morning, and uh, you get your money back, and you've determined whether or not you've got the pressure that you need where you need it. Yeah, it's great advice, especially if you don't have the 25 bucks. But I tell you what, if you've had one starting issue, 
<laughs> save yourself some time and just buy the the test equipment so you can throw it on there and test it. And a great place to get it is Amazon.com, uh, Amazon.com slash Jeep Talk Show for uh, any of your Amazon purchases, and it helps the show out with a few cents on each purchase. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Rob Coventure calling from San Antonio. So uh, the reason of my call is I recently heard uh, or listened to one of the episodes where the uh, newer Jeep Wrangler has, uh, I guess, uh, a bend in the grill. And uh, I know the, the new Cherokees have that same or similar type bend. And since I've sold my, my XJ, I'm looking for a replacement. I'm looking at uh, at YJs, and it looks like they've got that bend also. So rather than saying, you know, they're kind of copying the the KL um, Cherokee, we can just say they're going back to the roots with a YJ following that same bend, or at least the ones that I've seen. All right, either way, keep up the great work, and uh, keep on listening. Have a good one. Bye. I like that kumbaya attitude. Let's, let's all give yeah. them a big Jeep hug. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think we've seen a lot of this, haven't we, Josh, with, uh, Jeep, uh, uh, modern day Jeep copying a lot of the naming conventions and stuff from, uh, past beloved Jeeps. Well, and we've even seen design cues taken from years prior and even seen design cues taken from many models and years prior, even in concept designs. We've seen that here, here lately, uh, even the last couple of years with, uh, with some of Jeep's concepts that they've released during the Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, we knew that there's big, big changes to the infamous Jeep grill coming up next year. And, and so what we all know as, and are familiar with as far as Jeep grills, whether it be a TJ or an L or, or an XJ, uh, you know, it, it's, it's about to change. And even, even like the newer generation KLs and all that stuff, the new next generation Wrangler, uh, Jeep grill is going to be unlike anything that we've seen so far. So I heard they're going from slots to circles. No, I, I've heard the slots are going to stay, but it's it, it's there's an extra bend, there's an extra angle, and it's very raked. So it's it's just it's a lot different than what we're used to. Do you really think they are going to change it? Yeah, well, I've, we even reported on it. Uh, I think no, towards I know, the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, they're gonna they, they're gonna change. It. Like I I think that I use the analogy like uh, they're they're just keep trying to make the Jeep Wrangler more like a Camry. Yeah. I mean, oh, they can well. always say that, but they might not do it. No, well, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, there's hope. Somebody said, uh, "Don't hold out much hope for the new Cherokee because it's not going to be anything like the old Cherokee was." And I went, "No, they would never do that to Jeep. They wouldn't do it to this us trusted Jeep owners." And we've been over and got the the new Cherokee. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, so if you guys don't already know about our survey, and if you don't, you haven't been listening. So we need you to go over to uh, the Jeep talkshow.com slash survey URL and take our survey. And uh, I, I, I don't have it here on the notes, but I think it's the standard mother's mating name, pin number, you know, the stuff I've told you before. So just have all that information handy. No, no, no. It's a simple, uh, what uh, your age, uh, birth weight, uh, those, you know, typical things you always see on surveys. So just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey, couple minutes, it's done, and uh, our uh, advertisers love knowing uh, what kind of group listens to our show. So, do we, are we actually doing Amazon? You bought what tonight? It seems like we have time. I I know this is kind of strange. Oh, gee. Well, let's let's roll that uh, beautiful uh, Amazon uh, intro footage. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present 
You bought what? what? I hardly remember what this is about, Josh. I mean, I know it involves Amazon. <laughs> well, it involves our listeners having the best way to support our episode by doing things that they already do every day, almost anyways. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, if you're doing any online shopping at all, all you have to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Right there, it's going to take you straight to Amazon.com where you can buy anything that you pretty much want. And here's the catch is we're going to get a little credit from each of your purchases. Now, Amazon isn't going to charge you anything more. There's no like added subsidy into this or anything like that. They've just agreed to give us a small percentage of your your purchase uh, as a little kickback to us. Now, we don't get to see who's buying what. And that's where the fun comes in, because occasionally you guys throw us a nice little curveball. And now this week we've got we've got several items here that uh, are, well, pretty much mainstream. But uh, Tammy, what's up first? Our first one is the Midland 75-822 40-channel CB radio for only $76. It's a portable CB radio with 40 CB channels, 10 NOAA channels, and 4 watts of output power. The power it You can power it with 6 AA batteries or in, the included cigarette lighter adapter for mobile use. An ANL, an automatic noise limiter, and squelch control for improving reception and eliminating noise. Instant access to trucker talk and berating taxi drivers. And you can even look official by pretending, pretending to call in airstrikes while at the mall. And the antenna is included. Remember, you can purchase this item by first going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Hey, and at uh, 76 bucks, you can buy a pair and uh, throw one of them at your uh, spotter on the trail. And uh, now, now, it, it's, now it's not driver, driver. Well, they still probably would say driver. <laughs> passenger but they do it on the radio how cool is that <laughs> all right so now let's talk about some smitty built uh 76837 for you people uh, keeping score at home xrc black textured fender flares they are 269 dollars and 95 cents on amazon of course they're 100 steel construction for extra durability wow i didn't realize it was gonna be steel that's nice uh powder coated for immediate use or can be painted purple to match uh, streaming line, streamlining design increases the tire clearance for maximum suspension uh, articulation. Uh, these are flares that will get you to the stairs. <laughs> will get you stairs. CPO uh, does an outstanding three-part video on exactly how to remove your factory fender flares and exactly how to install these Smitty-built fenders. Uh, recommended in reviews. Uh, actually mentions him by name. So just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and look for the Smitty built uh, XRC black textured fender flare. Yeah, it's kind of cool seeing a uh, CPO, a friend of the show, uh, his name listed in there. And actually in the, the featured review, it's recommended uh, watching material. That's what they use for their installation uh, instructions is here. Go check out CPO's video. So it's, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It is. Hey, this Very one, cool. this one uh, here is not what you might think it is. Jeepers Creepers, one and two. Now we're talking about the movies here, guys. Uh, nearly nothing exciting here. A brother and sister driving home through isolated countryside for spring break encounter a flesh-eating creature, which is on its last day of ritualistic eating spree. Ah. And its sequel. Now with 110% less Jeeps. That's right. There's not a single Jeep in these videos. <laughs> of so. course not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jeepers Creepers, hey, hey, why not? The reason why, really why I picked this one out of the blue is because it was $5.08 for two DVDs. Wow. And you put that in contrast to the previous purchase, Tony's um, Smitty Built uh, Textured Fender Flares for $269. Just goes to show you guys any 
purchase counts. It, it matters does. just as much whether you're buying a $1,400 flat screen or a $5 set of DVDs. We still get credit. We still get a little chunk of, of that purchase to help goes to, you know, keeping the lights on here in the show. And, uh, well, it obviously helps you guys uh, show us your support. I, I will say this, though. If somebody buys a Boeing 747 off of Amazon, uh, you guys, including Tammy and Josh, will never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just name the show after them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that was some great Amazon. Uh, you bought what stuff? We thank you guys for remembering us when you uh, before you go shopping at Amazon. Again, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Anytime you're going to be making your purchases. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. We have time. I don't know. How oh, I've been looking for some s'more time. S'mores. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be s'mores in Moab, Tammy. I'm sure there will be. All right. Well, we were talking through me driving up, but okay. <laughs> I don't really have anything uh, much to go on. Or, well, you've or, been sick. You have an excuse. I, I've, well, I've had two surgeries in two weeks, um, uh, all in my head. Yuck, yuck, and, yuck. And so now, this is yeah, different. a different kind of surgery than what Caitlyn Jenner had, right? Right. No, I've yeah, I'm, I've gone through all the uh, the, the hormone <laughs> stuff, and yeah, they've they've they long since. Cut well, the that beard thing off, is but. really coming along very nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah. I've I've just I'm really ready for the rain to stop out here and for my skull to stop throbbing, and I, I'm just I'm really looking forward to hopefully a weekend without pain. So well, that'd be you awesome. know, you need to get a buddy or somebody to come over there and, and lift that head for you, so you can take it to the machine shop. Buy him some pizza, Josh. I, I know you can't lift anything while while you have that uh, that throbbing because it's just not a good idea. They probably even told you not to lift anything. But get that head down to the machine shop. Of course, you may have you may be out of money now that you had the surgery. <laughs> so I forgot about that. <laughs> it was uh, certainly a uh, unplanned for expense. So oh, I bet yeah, you that just uh, pissed you off. I didn't even think it about that. Definitely oh, I finally me, have so. Jeep fun money. I've got seed money. I can get this thing going. Uh, I have a what? I got to have something mm -hmm. what removed and how much is this going to cost me? Leave it in. You know, isn't it. that the <laughs> case much. every time you think you're getting ahead? Yeah. And then, it, and then it turned out this time to be a head problem. So there you yeah. go. It's <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, see. I, I know that when you have more than one Jeep, if you're working on one, something will break on the other because it gets jealous. I've never seen a situation where you've had a, uh, have to have something done, uh, on your jaw, Josh, which is technically your head. And then the Jeep get upset, or your head, actually your head got upset because of the Jeep head. You see where I'm going? Right. Here? That's yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it, just, it all uh, happens in threes. So I'm just I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here. <laughs> oh well, Tammy, what do you got going on? You just kind of a boring life over there, isn't it? You got nothing yeah. to look forward to. Uh, um, my countdown continues for Moab. Oh, I and, forgot about that. Um, I've been trying to find, <laughs> you know, hiking shoes to buy. But anyway. Oh yeah. Tuesday night, I don't know, if you watch really closely in um, the Jeep Talk Colin show, you can see me um, wiping the tears in my oh, eyes because baby. I was, I wasn't sad. <laughs> I was extremely inspired, and I'm going to start crying again now, by Dan's story. Um, it was fun. Dan is it, uh, very it well was, spoken at it, too. It, uh, yeah, it was so amazing, and... You know, my, he talked about, you know, when he retires, he wants to do blah, blah, blah. And he got to thinking, you know, uh, why do I need to wait till I retire? And so for me, when um, 
when we retire, uh, I want I wanted to travel and hit all the state and national parks in the United States. I just have this real desire to see the states. I've seen a lot of them, but anyway, so I got to thinking, you know, why do I need to wait? So um, the next day, which was Wednesday, began day one for my North America overland adventure that I'm going to be planning. And the interesting thing is I was telling my 17-year-old about it, and he wants to join me. Oh, oh so cool. That's that amazing. neat. So what kind of bribery, so, what kind of bribery was I was, was going to say, you must have dangled one hell of a carrot <laughs> yeah. to get that signed, get that, get him to sign that off. I'd, um, how'd you persuade no. him, Tammy? She said he, he I would, didn't she would let it. him hold the camera. I'll stop, I'll stop selling your Legos. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, and he's going to return your D-ring. The, <laughs> as long as it's not the whole family, because he doesn't want four of us in a Jeep. I but can he see would that. go with me. But he, he has this desire. Well, he really wants to... His two main places he wants to go to are um, Oregon, somewhere Canyon. somewhere in Europe, and the moon. Um, Las Vegas. No, he's, he says he would love Portland. to travel in in all um, Poor Tammy. states. She just keeps plugging away. I know, Not I'm, Tammy. I, I really do think I, I just the deepest respect for you, I'm, and also a little jealous because uh, there's no way that that I'd be able to experience something like that. I mean, the the, the time off, the the money involved. I mean, that you are do have one heck of a planning uh, venture in front of you oh, just yeah. before you even you know close the doors on the Jeep. Uh, but you know, what are you thinking? A couple years? What are you? A yeah. Few oh years? yeah, I was thinking because um, well, you know, I'm spending a lot of money going to Moab. Um, and then my next trip for sure before this, I'm going to the Rubicon trail. And so I got to start saving for that. I'm going to, um, get with an outfitter. Um, and I'm hoping to do that next spring or fall. I got to find out what the best time to go to California would be. And then after that, maybe two or three years after that, but I, you know, knock on wood, nothing comes up. So I just got to save money. I actually downloaded, um, Dan's book on basically how to simplify your life and to stop spending money on, you know, like maybe get rid of, you know, cable TV and use, put that money Mm -hmm. away in savings or, or, you know, stuff like that. So, and actually yesterday I started thinking about downsizing and, and, why do I have all this stuff? Why so do you have all these kids? Of, if you could just get rid yeah. of a couple of them. You know, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can, no, but that, you can that's get a pretty good a, deal on a, kids on uh, Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, but that's a big <laughs> um, the husband, obstacle for the myself, kids. too. You know, uh, you, if you just cut back on buying cases of purple paint, that alone no, will probably I'm, I'm going to sell my purple paint. <laughs> and actually, so, I, I was thinking about auctioning off my um, purple grill inserts and making some money there. If, if they were only red. Hey Tammy, um, we've you know heard from the guys over at um, uh, you know who have done some overlanding expedition trips and stuff. Who you know, I mean, these are typically longer trips. Are, are you? Right. Do you have any idea, kind of in the back of your mind? I, I know you're very early in the planning stages, and a lot oh, of yeah. this is going to be very unknown. But what do you think? Are you going to try and do it in three weeks? Are you going to try and do it in three months? I mean, I what sort of time couple, frame are you was, expecting to plan? Uh, you know, set aside for this. Right now, in in my head, it would be like maybe over the summer, um, and I don't want to go too long because I still have my 
you know, my youngest son will still be at home. So I don't want to, you know, just, oh, I'm going to leave for a year. Bye. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, and for just, smoke, to, just never came back. Of, here's, uh, right. here's your present for your next birthday. And let me give you this other one just in case. Right. <laughs> just kind of, uh, you know, a little to scratch that itch, so to speak. Um, oh, there's going to be itches on all, all that driving. Yeah. There's going to be lots of itches. Yeah. You're gonna so um, we'll see. So um, I, I, you got one son on board. You're obviously on board. Um, what's the hubby think? Is he is he on board too? Uh, no, he's he's more into wanting to go to Europe and see, ah, um, see architecture stuff. I'm like into nature and so. Way cool. It'll, it'll, well, uh, I'm sure that you'll be um, you know documenting and logging this on your on your blog oh, yeah. and and sharing with us your your steps and and your. And sort of the plans as they get developed. Uh, you're going to be, you know, doing some regular posting about this uh, this adventure oh, yeah. you have planning. No, not to, Tammy. Tuesday, Tuesday, I'll start. What, Tony? <laughs> not Tammy. She hides under a bush. She doesn't yeah. let anybody know what she's doing. <laughs> no, Tuesday. Tuesday will be my first entry of you know how I was inspired, and and then I'll start. Yeah, that's start great. Start planning and saving and. It's a great so, story, and I and I told Tammy too that I better not get any of these bullshit excuses. I can't make the show tonight because I'm in Argentina. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, great information, and we look forward to hearing more about that in the future, Tammy. Uh, so uh, let's get over to some wheeling wear and wrap this baby up. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. We have the Silver Lake Sand Dunes Jeep Invasion coming up June 2nd and the 4th. That's just right around the corner. Silver Lake State Park in Mears, Michigan. This is the second annual uh, you know, event for you know of this. Uh, everyone try and make it up to Michigan. Guys, this is the only sand dunes east of Utah that you can drive your Jeep on. So this is a you know sort of a once-in-a-lifetime type of event. Oh, let me uh, jump in more. Real, let me jump in real quick. Now, Gina yeah. uh, from nomnews.com, our, our food reporter, uh, she's gonna be out there at the Civil Civil Lake. She's there every year. I want really you guys cool. to if you go out there, which you would have to do to be able to do this. To find her and let's get a selfie with Gina that we can post on the Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, I think they have a white JK, her and her, yes. her, and her hubby. So yes. uh, just look for the look for the cute blonde with the uh, great smelling food. Yeah, oh, and the Jeep because they're cooking <laughs> yeah. it in the engine bay. That's right. That's right. They got some <laughs> some manifold cooking going on right there. Hey, um, we've also got Genrite uh, presenting the Overland Expo 2017 West. Speaking of overlanding, uh, this is happening May 12th through the 14th at the Fort Tuthill County Fairground and Park in Flagstaff, Arizona. Join Genrite Off-Road at the Overland Expo West at the Fort Tuthill County Fairground in Flagstaff, Arizona for a true outdoor adventure extravaganza. Genrite will be on location to show you how to outfit your Jeep for your next overlanding endeavor so you can join the, enjoy the experience without having to worry about your Jeep's capabilities. The event is unlike any other as it teaches about overlanding and your next off-road adventure with over 170 classes available, a film festival, on-site and nearby camping, and so much more. For more information, head to overlandexpo.com slash west. Coming up on May, 20, uh, May 17th through the 21st, it's a long span right there, Jeep Beach Jam is taking over Panama City, Florida. That's right, guys. Jeep is taking over Florida. Thousands of Jeep owners, enthusiasts, and club members will gather in Panama City Beach, Florida, next May 17th through the 21st, 
for the second Jeep Beach Jam, organized and developed by local promoter Mark Hess of JBJ Productions. Uh, this five-day family-oriented event filled with fun and the sun activities will prove to be one of the highest sought-over Jeep festivals in the complete southeastern United States. Concerts, raffles, a huge Jeep parade honoring our veterans, giveaways, and so much more. For information, head over to jeepbeachjam.com. Hey guys, I want to, uh, you know, we've been neglecting to tell you guys about the next upcoming Jeep Talk call-in show and you're missing some good stuff and it's, it's really our fault for not promoting it. Uh, like this uh, Dan Greck interview that so many people are just, I mean, I think I posted it at five o'clock in the morning and by the time I got to work by 6.15, somebody had already posted, uh, this was a great interview. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, so we got some good stuff going on there and we need to do a better job of letting you guys know what we're doing. Tammy, we have a guest this coming Tuesday, don't we? Yeah, his name is Steve and I actually met him um, at Roush Creek and I took actually his um, off-road driving class, but he's with Northeast Off-Road Adventures. It's a driving school that's up in New York, and he's going to tell us about his trials and tribulations of getting this off-road park um, driving school started and what they have to offer, and it's going to be a pretty interesting story. And don't forget, on the Jeep Talk call-in show, that means that you can call in, so it's a live show. You join us Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, and you'll listen to us talk a little bit uh, to the uh, the guest or uh, mention the question that we have for the evening if we don't have a guest, and then uh, you'll be able to call in and ask questions of that guest or speak to Tammy and I. And that means that later on when you download the show, you'll be able to hear yourself on a podcast. Woo. How cool is that? Live uh, on the air. <laughs> exactly. So remember, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, join us at the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. It's on the same It's the same place that you would normally look for the Jeep Talk Show. It's just kind of like Josh says, it's a bonus episode. And we, we're doing that every week. We have that every week for you. So come over there, join us live, and please call in. We love hearing from each and every one of you. All right, guys. Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we want you to know the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. And please don't forget about our new Jeep Talk Show app on iOS and Android. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you can do so by going to the JeepTalkShow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button to subscribe annually, starting at just $12, or select the other button for a one-time donation of any amount that you'd like. We do this show because we enjoy it, and it's free. No financial support is ever necessary, but we always appreciate it. And did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? Yep, it's true. It's a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. There's no multi-day delay, and you'll get the newest episodes much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and then hit subscribe. And never miss a great, funny, and informative podcast again. And speaking of subscriptions, every 100 subscribers we get, Tony gets himself a cookie. Cookie! <laughs> so join the Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. Uh, you can be part of the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. And I'll add, we have a new social media manager that has joined on board. 
uh, Barber Royal, Royal Barber, always good at those two. I just want to know how, how, what kind of haircut he gives the queen. But uh, <laughs> he is actually oh. in the Jeep plant in Ohio, folks. So we've got a social media manager that has the inside track, the Jeep. So we're looking forward to great posts from him. Hey, folks, and don't forget, like Tony mentioned earlier, join us on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Central Time for the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, where Tony and I take your live calls or interview a guest live on the show. And it's not just a show about us. It's a show about you and your Jeep. 20 seconds, Josh. That's it for this week, guys. We're every wheeling. If you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. At least the outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails. No wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails boat lands open for offer and use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Oh, my God. Two seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have oh, a great a, that's a mess. Jeep week. And hey, that was mine. Don't steal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next thing you do, you give me crap about red <laughs> no not tonight i'll be nice tonight all right dan affected you yes he did that's all i i just have visions of jeep tents and skinny tires you know skinny yeah. have those skinny tires to keep the gas mileage up josh people can hear you yeah. someplace right what who where huh? Uh. sure what he said bo that uh not bo that would be something different uh, that's, that's the video guys if you need a voice for your product or business please contact me you can find me over at thevoiceofjosh.com we'll see you uh tuesday with our interview with scott and you can learn about uh getting training for off-roading which uh, i think we all could use i mean uh, even those deniers out there could uh, probably uh, learn something so until next week you guys have a great jeep week good night see you next time Thank <laughs> you.